For this replay, I wanted to bring back the chat with Cindy as it was so extremely popular. So I want you to sit back and enjoy. There are definitely many frugal living tips out there. In this episode, though, Cindy Livesey shares with us a different perspective, and really it's about the rarely talked about secrets that I know you will enjoy. That is episode 107 coming right up. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the preferred podcast by many women across the globe to help you take control of your finances. Join me, Jen Hempel, a motivational money coach and your host each week as I share with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's do it. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you here and listening from wherever or however you're listening to this episode, whether it's taking a walk, maybe you're driving in your car, uh, or maybe cooking, whatever it is, I am excited and ecstatic to have you here. Today, I've got a fantastic guest whom I know you're going to learn so much from. Couponing and I have had an on and off relationship for a long time. If you recall, in episode 85, I shared my plan of maximizing our savings with some of those popular apps like Ibotta or Ibotta. I never know how to pronounce that. And I was going to report back to you later my results from that experiment of the six months. Long story short, I have failed and miserably at that. For whatever the reason, I'm experiencing resistance, probably because I've got a lot going on just like you. Uh, and I'm just decided I'm not going to be hard on myself. I'm letting you know at a later date, I will continue that experiment. And when I'm ready, I'll definitely go all in and make it happen. And I'll let you know. So I wanted to update you on that. Now back to today's show, I'm so excited because in just chatting with her, it's definitely shifted my perspective dramatically on how I view couponing, how I view frugal living, if you will. And in today's episode, you're going to learn about the wake up call her family had when her husband became unemployed and what changed. You're going to learn how she spends $400 in groceries a month and what she focuses her coupon skills on when she does this. You're also going to learn how they hacked Quicken to manage their money and how a stockpile of items bought at the lowest price helps you be in the driver's seat. So let me share a little bit about Cindy Livesey. Cindy is a frugal living, money-saving expert and founder of livingrichwithcoupons.com. She has close to 1 million followers, gets over 4 million visits to her website, and has been on the Rachel Ray Show six times. She's helping millions of women get their finances in order by teaching them how to save on groceries, clothing, even how to pay off credit card debt. Her story began when her husband lost his job. They never worried about money and they were living large. Reality set in. And Cindy had to put her family of five on a very strict budget. She began with groceries. She saved $11,000 a year by teaching herself how to coupon. Today, her small hobby of looking for deals, bargains, and couponing has turned into a big 
money-making business. So let's not delay and let's go ahead and meet Cindy. Welcome, Cindy Livesey, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to get to know you better. You've really accomplished, have accomplished so much. So it's it's so good to see that. But I, I wanted to start with learning about you and your money story. How did you grow up around money? Well, you know, it's funny as a child, I don't think you understand how your parents are handling their money. So when I was a child, I thought they were rich. I really did because they provided everything we ever asked for. And I don't mean, you know, we got fancy cars or when I was older, or we got, you know, expensive clothing, but I had clothes, I had shoes, we went on little vacations. So I thought my parents were rich. But now when I look back on that, I see that they did live a very frugal life. Um, they were conservative in what they did in the cars they drove and you know, the home renovations they did and things like that. Um, so it's funny how you look at it as a child. Um, and when you, then you, when you go out into the world and you become married and have kids and then you have to manage your finances, you know, you try and parallel that with what your parents had. And mm -hmm. I looked at it differently. So, and then when my parents got older, actually, and I was older, they, because they were so frugal, they had money to go on a lot of vacations on their own, not with kids, us, when we were smaller, but they were able to go on vacations and get nicer cars and things like that. So when I was an, a young adult and I had kids, got married and had kids, I thought I should be living like that too. And that's kind of where my struggle started financially. So I thought I could live the same life that my parents had worked so hard so many years to develop. I thought I could do it overnight. And that didn't happen. No, that turned into some problems down the road. <laughs> oh, and would you be willing to talk about that? Or? Ab absolutely. Well, um, tell yes. us about that. You know, well, it did take many years. I was married for probably about 20, 24 years of living... Uh, where I thought I should have been living. And that was above my means. Mm -hmm. um, so I lived that way for many years. And my husband always had a really good job. And I always kind of worked as that side jobs here and there just to make some money because I was primarily my kid's caretaker. So I took care of them and I worked little jobs. So but my husband had a really good job. And all these years we were living above our means and we were always able to pay the credit card bills, the monthly bills, not pay them off. But, you know, we do things we shouldn't have been doing and we were able to pay the monthly payments. But we were living paycheck to paycheck for many, 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 many years. And slowly things built up over many years to the point that we were in about $30,000 worth of debt. And that was about um, nine years ago. And for us, we were able to handle it all those years because, like I said, he had a good job. We were always able to pay for things, the bills that came in. But then when you're faced with unemployment, it's like mm. a slap in the face that, okay, all these years I messed up. I didn't even realize how bad we were financially, how bad we handled our money. And now we're faced with unemployment, a longer term unemployment. And, you know, what were we going to do? And that's where, for me, I looked at our finances finally, after all those years, I sat down and I made, I looked at what we spent over the last year and I was shocked at how much we were spending. We had no budget is 
all those years, we pretty much did everything without a budget. So I was shocked at what we had spent. And that, for me, where couponing came in. Mm -hmm. um, and I was able to, because that, to me, was a lot of money. I was spending about $15,000 a year on my groceries for a family of five. And I knew that to put food on the table, I was going to have to cut down on my grocery money. And um, I was able to strategically use coupons um, with sales. And I saved that first year $11,000 on my groceries. That's amazing. So it, it was amazing. <laughs> and it got us through the unemployment and it kept us fed, got us through the unemployment. And then once my husband became employed again, after about a year and a half, then we continued on that journey. We had a budget. We kept, we were very strict. We had a very strict budget. And then we continued on that journey of, you know, really keeping our budget items down. And we were able to pay off all our debt in about four years. So you paid that debt in four years. That's, that's amazing. Yep. Now, tell us a little bit, because you mentioned uh, before your husband became unemployed, you mentioned you were, you were just basically living, you didn't have a budget, uh, nope. you weren't really clear as to what money was going out, you were just kind of going with the flow. Day, day yep. by day, you were just living life. So you didn't have a budget. So once you this happened with the unemployment, you started taking a look at the money, uh, started having uh, a budget. What did this budget look like in terms of were you using a spreadsheet? What kind of tool were you using that really worked for you? Well, what we did was we went to um, we, we got rid of all our credit cards. We had mm -hmm. no credit cards at this point. And so we went to just using cash envelopes for the items that, you know, things like groceries and gas and dry cleaning and things like that, that you could easily pay cash for during the day when you're out. But then we set up a virtual envelope system mm -hmm. for ourselves. And now, you know, this is nine years ago now. So back then, there weren't the programs or softwares that are can do these type of things now. But like, uh, I think you could do it like with Mint and some of the banks even allow you to do this. But we set, mm -hmm. set up this virtual envelope system with Quicken. Mm -hmm. um, and what we kind of did was hacked it a little bit to work for us. So rather than having one account was our checking account, we had opened up, op I say opened up, uh, in Quicken, we opened up a whole bunch of different accounts, mm -hmm. which weren't really accounts, but for us, they were. And we made them like our cash envelopes. Mm -hmm. So we had, and then we would move everything from the main checking account and we would move everything weekly, biweekly, actually, when my husband got paid over to these envelopes that we had a budget set up for. So if we were saving for a car or we had a, uh, an, a budget envelope for hospitality. So maybe one month we didn't have do anything, but the next month we were having a party. So we would have maybe $50 every two weeks going into this hospitality and it would just build and build there for when we actually needed it. So those were like our virtual envelopes. And so that's how we did it for ourselves. And we still do it to this day because it has worked flawlessly for us. Oh, absolutely. If it's not broke, don't fix it. No, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But we do meet once a month at uh -huh. the end of every month and we discuss what the upcoming month is coming is going to 
you know, what we're, we're looking at the next month, you know, are we having, are we going to a wedding or we do this or that? And, you know, that we need extra money for, or can we move this money here? Or, you know, um, so we pretty much stick with what we have done, but if anything's changing, um, in the future, we always make adjustments. Like we have a wedding we're planning for. My daughter's getting married. So that was a big budget item that we had to account for. So, you know, we usually meet once a month. We just met this morning for our taxes on how to handle that. So that was an interesting conversation this morning. (laughs) I bet. I bet. So when you have these uh, conversations and you say you use Quicken, so it's not really, you're not physically transferring money, but within Quicken, you're allotting what goes for what. So when you check in with the money, you would assume you check in with Quicken versus the real account. Exactly. Uh, or else. In, right. In the account, it's all sitting there mm-hmm. waiting to be used. But in Quicken, we can see that, you know, we're, we've used this money. We can't spend any more gotcha. on household because we're over budget or we're just hitting budget. So it shows us like a, an actual cash envelope would, a physical cash envelope, mm-hmm. where we're over, where we're under, what, you know, when we go to need it, it is it there for us? You know, if we're going to like we went to a wedding last month and we had to see how much of a budget we had for gift money um so we based it on that so it's worked beautifully for us love it i I do something similar but versus i do use real accounts or actual accounts and separate it out and i i agree that works so beautifully because with the, the cash envelope you can visually see what's there Uh, and with the virtual envelope, if you will, you can see what's there and what isn't. So you know what you have to work with versus and one lump account having to do the math of saying, okay, I've have this amount for groceries. Have I used it all? And continuing to that, it just, it lessens. It's one less thing that you need to do. (laughs) One less mathematical equation. So um, we do for the larger accounts, for the larger um, savings, like the wedding that we're saving for, mm -hmm. we do pull that out and put that into a separate account. So if it's a larger savings that we're going Mm -hmm. after bar or a wedding or things like that, we do pull that into a separate account. So yeah, it's worked great. Love it. Love it. Now tell us about, because you are a a couponing queen, if you will, (laughs) tell us about, you have a family of five. Tell us a little bit about your strategy to grocery shopping and and couponing too. Because how approximately how much money, if you don't mind sharing, do you spend on a month for the family of five? Well, all of my kids are not at my house anymore. You mentioned. Yeah. Um, I have one still here, so it's three of us. But my son could seriously eat for three other people (laughs) by himself. But um, what I do is I spend about $400 a month on groceries right now. And most of that is just meat, produce, and some dairy items that I spend all month on. Because the other items, like the household products, the health and beauty aids, the cleaning products, and things like that, I pretty much get for free. Because of the coupons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily the food items, but saving on all that I save on, it's saving on all the other stuff that frees up the money that I can spend on more healthier items. 
Now, when we first started and we were on a strict, strict budget and trying to un- unemployed and pay- trying to pay off debt, we had a budget of um, only $400. I'm sorry, $200 a month. And that was tight. Wow. Uh, so I can't say back then that we were eating really healthy, um, because, but I did not have a choice at the time. Now I've doubled it. So I've gone from 200 a month to 400 a month and we eat much more healthy. So we eat, you know, more whole foods mm-hmm. now. Uh, and I tend to make a lot of stuff fresh um, rather than buying anything processed at all. And I love that you mentioned that. So basically, you focus your couponing on the cleaning products, uh, uh, toilet paper, those type of uh, yes. things. And then that way that frees up that money that you have budgeted for for your food items that you choose to use um, a healthier, whether organic or those type of things. Yes, exactly. Uh, That's exactly what we do. I love that. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Barry Tesler Linden and The Art of Money. What happens when a creative body-based wisdom somatic psychotherapist in training gal suddenly falls in love with bookkeeping and all things money? A whole new approach to dealing with money gets born. The creative woman I'm talking about is Barry Tesler Linden, a financial therapist, mamapreneur, author, and creator of the year-long money school, The Art of Money. And she's been a featured guest of this podcast. Over the past 15 years, Barry has guided thousands of people into happier, more empowered, and refreshingly honest relationships with money with her unique three-phase methodology for deep money work. If you'd like a free introduction to Barry's wonderful method, check out her free e-course. It's called A Pocket Map for Your Money Road Trip. You'll get a short email each day for a week, introducing you to a whole new way to bring unshaming, smarts, and playfulness to your money relationship. Check it out at barrytesler.com. You won't be disappointed or check the link on the show notes of this episode. So what apps, because a few months, several months ago from the time that we're recording this, I've never been, me personally, a big couponer only when it was convenient and I had it. I That's just how I've been. So I decided to, because I was had some discussions with some people that have used some of these apps like Ebates, or of course I have them on my phone and I can't, th- uh, I don't have my Ibotta. phone next to me. Ibotta. Yes. Uh, there's the Flip. There's these other apps that I've been trying to use. And so my mission, I did one episode where I'm like, okay, I have never been good at this, but I know there's potential here. So I'm committing to you and I've fallen off the bandwagon here and there. Um, So what are your most favorite apps that you say, hands down, you just don't do without? Well, Ibotta is one. We have our own app, Living Rich with... Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Coupons, and that's going to show you all the deals that are available at your favorite store. So just like to shop at CVS um, and do some deals there uh, or Target or, you know, a local grocery store, we have them all set up that way. So it makes it really easy. But Ibotta, there's Checkout 51, mm-hmm. there's Ebates, there's the Flip app, which shows you the ads that are going on and any sales that are there. But um, So those are really your basic 
apps. If you want to dabble in it, best thing to do is start really small mm-hmm. and focus on one store. Like I mentioned, CVS, that's a great store to start at because the deals are very simple there. And I know it always sounds like, how can you get a good deal at CVS? Because the prices are seem like they're not like that great, but they really are. When there's a sale and then you stack a coupon with a store coupon and a store promotion where you get money back in the form of an extra care rewards, it's so easy to save. And that is the best way to stock up on those health and beauty aid items mm. and household products like paper towels and toilet paper and things like that. Always great deals. And just build a little stockpile for yourself of the things that you use most for your family. And you'd be surprised how much money you can save. I'm a big believer of stocking up on things when they're at their lowest price, whether you use coupons or not, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, because the stockpile, and I don't mean, you know, people see those that show that, that extreme, <laughs> extreme couponing. <laughs> yeah, and they think that you're going to, you know, bring a U-Haul in to bring your groceries to home and your living room is going to be turned into a mini mart. It's not like that. A nice little stockpile. And the reason for that is because the stockpile helps you to control how much you spend on an item versus the store controlling you. Because you, mm. if you have that in stock, if you have four packs of toilet paper there, you can turn your nose up at a sale that's not good enough for you because now you've got stock that you paid a good price for. So you're in, you're in the driver's seat. You can say when you want to pay for that next roll of toilet paper because you have it there and you can wait until the next great sale. Again, using coupons or not, it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. If something's on sale, a laundry detergent was on sale at CVS. It was $1.98. Great price, not even with a coupon. You buy like six bottles of it. And then if it goes on sale for $3, you don't have to buy it. Right. You bought it for $2, you see? So um, it's just smart shopping and being in control. It's empowering to have that kind of control of how much you are willing to spend on something. Agreed. Agreed. Now I'm, I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts on Amazon. So Amazon of course is constantly evolving and on, I've noticed cause I've, I've priced some of their items as far as in the groceries, right? And especially like if there's the paper products, I've noticed there's some coupons, uh, you can clip this coupon. How do you feel they are, is there any comparison to what you can save out at your, you know, CVS or your grocery stores with the coupons versus Amazon? Do well, you feel- things, things like, like uh, you know, you mentioned um, paper products. Mm-hmm. I think you can get a better deal if you physically go to a store like CVS or your local grocery store. However, with that said, I know people's lives are busy. Um, so if you can find a good deal there um, on Amazon with a coupon and a sale, same thing, you're stacking, you're still stacking, you know, coupons and sales, um, then, you know, it's worth it rather than paying full price for something. Absolutely. So it's really, you know, all relative to what you're, you know, the, what's happening in your life and um, how busy you are, and that's going to be a good price for you, then take advantage of it. But where can you get the best price? You can get it better at places like CVS and your local grocery stores and even places like Target or Walmart. Awesome. No, this is good. I've I've learned some things here because I've never 
when I think of couponing, I think of couponing for everything. And so when you broke it down to really focusing the couponing on the disposables or the cleaning or the paper products, those type of things, the beauty supplies. I had an aha moment. <laughs> I really, really did. Uh, because you you think, well, no, I, I like eating when I buy the groceries, the fresh produce, you know, those type of things. I like eating, we, I like buying the healthier things. So coupons, you don't really tend to see those type of things uh, for that. So that's, I think that's one of the things, one of the reasons why I haven't really been, because my focus when I do groceries is the healthy stuff. But why didn't I think about the other things? I, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. But that's, you know, and I give workshops and things like that. And when I'm talking, some of the stuff that I say, as it's coming out of my mouth, sounds like such common sense things. But we mm-hmm. don't, as just going through our lives on a day-to-day basis, we don't think in those terms. We just don't. Um, we just go and do and buy and run into the store and get our stuff. And we don't take the moment. And I was guilty of it, too. I mean, I spent 20 some odd years doing it all wrong. <laughs> um, and I had that same aha moment when I was forced into a situation. And I didn't eat re- really great then. But like I said earlier, I didn't have much of a choice. We mm-hmm. just needed food on the table. But then I when I became, you know, when we became debt free, obviously, I had more money that freed up. And I was like, I'm not going to stop couponing. This is crazy. But I am going to eat healthier. But I'm still going to save on all that other stuff that's so expensive, and, and frees up so much money. So but I know we don't think about it. It's just like I said, go through your normal day. And then the, all the motions of just mm-hmm. going and doing and then when someone really spells it out for you, you're like, I never thought of that. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And what would you say has been the best money advice you have received? I would say the best money advice was to cut up my credit cards. That was it. And that changed my life. Love it. And how about challenges around money? Obviously, you've made such huge strides and shifts in your life. uh, But do you still have some challenges around money from time to time? Yes, I definitely do. I think by nature, I'm a spender. So that has always been a challenge for me. And it continues to be a challenge um, to make sure that I'm sticking with the budget that we've set. Um, Sometimes I do projects, maybe in the house or I tend sometimes I tend as my husband tells me I tend to be a little too generous with my money. (laughs) So, uh, you know, when I'm gifting or things like that. So it's been a challenge for me that way. But um, I've got my husband always watching me. So uh, we kind of switch roles. My I was the controller of the money before. Um, obviously, that didn't work. So now he is the controller of the money. And that works much better for us. Love it. Now, with your husband, because uh, you've all been married, I think you said over? 20 years or so? Well, or, now we're married over 30 years. Oh, so. over th- Okay. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. So with one thing that I hear a lot of uh, with couples is the struggle of talking money. So at the beginning of your marriage to now, what has, I mean, apparently you probably have some great money conversations or are they still challenging to this, to this day? No, they're not challenging now. They were, I would say pretty, well, I would say they would have been 
if I had spoke about it, but I think my husband and I had the just, we really didn't talk about it and that kind of worked, but not worked for us. Um, and it just, uh, if I had talked about it, I think a lot of times I was afraid to talk about it. So I would, because I knew that I wasn't handling it great and it just I was in denial. So I just didn't talk to him about it at all. And he just assumed everything was great. And everything now and then he'd say, are you sure we have the money for this? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so that's what it was. And now when we switched it, it was a little hard for me at first because I was losing control. Mm -hmm. um, and then as a spender, I had no money to spend, but that was not his fault. That was my fault and our fault for not taking care of our money well. And, you know, he would a lot money in our envelopes and there wasn't much there and it was very frustrating. So, but I got, you know, we got through that. And then when we got to a point where we were debt free and we had these budgets set that were a little more reasonable for me, <laughs> <laughs> things goes a lot smoother and we talk with more, it's not as stressful now because we have more control of our finances. But it was, I am going to tell you that it was really hard during the, the time of unemployment and getting through paying our debt. That was a tough time for us. I can imagine. I can yeah. imagine. But I, I would go through it again if I had to. Hope I know I'm never going to, but <laughs> if I had to, knowing where I am now, I would definitely do it again. And it's frustrating to me that we did not do this sooner. And we didn't handle our money situation when we were young and first married. So that's frustrating to me because we would have been in a much better financial situation now had we done that. But I never look back. I right. always say things are meant to be. And I wouldn't have had this great website, livingrichwithcoupons.com if I didn't do all this stuff. So um, I'm thankful for everything. And I'm happy where we are now. I love that. And and it is true. No, definitely no regrets. I mean, I definitely I can understand why it would be frustrating. But you definitely have to look at where you're at now and uh, where you're going moving forward from now. So I think it's great everything that you have accomplished up to now. So what would you say is your proudest money moment? The day we paid off our last debt. Love it. Yeah. And how about your favorite money guru? I love Dave Ramsey. Love it. He is definitely a popular one. Yeah. Oh, this has been an absolute blast. I definitely had the aha moments <laughs> that I mentioned earlier. I really, really enjoyed uh, speaking with you today. And this podcast is all about making money simple and taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because. Having control of your finances is totally empowering. Love it. I really, really appreciate you being here with us today, Cindy. It's been a blast. I've enjoyed getting to know you and learning from you today. Thank you so much, Jen. I appreciate you having me. I definitely took a lot away from this interview with Cindy, and I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed it. I definitely, I think the biggest part of the interview that struck me the most was 
her view on having that stockpile of items. And I'm going to talk to you more about that and my thoughts on it and why it has impacted me. But before I do that, I want to do a quick shout out to you in general, you who are listening right now, because I've seen a lot um people have shared this podcast, have shared the community. One of the things when people join our community on Facebook is I ask, how did you hear about us, right? I'm always curious. And it's very, very interesting. Of course, generally it's from the podcast, but lately it has been from other Facebook groups. It has been from comments on YouTube videos. It has been those sort of things. Uh, so I really, really appreciate you and just sharing, uh, spreading the word about this podcast, spreading the word about this community, because I strongly believe that the more we are, uh, we can do more together because uh, this is not about me. This is about you. I just have the privilege uh, to lead this for you. So thank you. Thank you for that. So as far as Cindy's thoughts and philosophies and just great nuggets and golden wisdom on having that stockpile of items uh, to really buy in it at the lowest price and how that really helps you be in control, how that helps you be in the driver's seat, how that helps you not go to the uh, grocery store and feel the need to buy that item and it's not really on sale, but you have no other choice because you don't have any more paper towels or toilet paper or whatever that it may be. So I took a lot away of that, uh, on that because one, as I had mentioned, and uh, I have had this on and off relationship with couponing. It's I do it if it's convenient, if it's there, if I think about it, but I don't always do it. It's not, for some reason, it's just not on my brain all the time. But I do find other ways I save. I just do it in other ways. And I've, if you've heard some episodes before, couponing is not the only way to save. There's other uh, ways to save your money. So don't get all tangled up in that, that you have to coupon because there's definitely some other ways to do it. Now, also having said that, the other part that I want to share with you is that the other hangup I had with stockpiling items is that I have seen this extreme couponing shows and things of that sort. And I have seen people just buy loads and loads of deodorant or shampoos or, and just seeing, you know, just stocks and stocks of that. And I just, oh, I, I just basically kind of rolled my eyes, I'll be honest, uh, because I just felt it was too much. And as a military spouse, I don't want all that stuff because <laughs> we have to move it or uh, depending on what it is, we may not be able to take it with us when the movers come and pack us up. So that is something that kind of turned my nose up. But she changed my perspective because it's not about having this, like she said, it's not about having a uh, room full of stuff. It's about having just a stockpile and you determine what that is. And I think one thing that we can do together and I'm um, talking to myself as well and putting this in my brain, not just you, is just to really become more observant as to how often those sales come. So I know I agree with uh, Cindy. CVS is just a great place to, I've bought have gotten great deals on dishwashing liquid, those type of things, but I've never really taken a moment to think about when or kind of maybe note down really quickly when the sale happened. And, and then the next time it happens, when that sale happened to kind of get an idea how often, because I think that will help determine how much of a stockpile are you going to keep, right? Are you going to buy 
I don't know, eight bottles of dishwashing detergent? Are you, or are you going to buy four? Are you going to buy 20? Are you, what did that, what does that look like? Hopefully not 20, but you get the point here. So that is just something I wanted to share with you just to add on to that. And honestly, cause I don't pay attention and maybe you know, uh, how often these deals come. If you do let us know in the community, cause I've never really paid attention. I know they come. I know it's not a one-time thing. I know they they repeat themselves, but I haven't really paid attention as to how often. Is it once a month, every couple months? Is it really no pattern to it? I don't know. I've never paid attention. So if you know this information, share with us, please, because we can all benefit from that. So that is basically my extra add on to uh, this episode. I definitely hope you enjoyed it. I know it was, uh, I love chatting with her. Uh, make sure you can check out her website. I have a link to it in the show notes and it's livingrichwithcoupons.com. But again, it'll be linked up in the show notes. Now, next week on the podcast, we'll be talking to the boss mom herself, Dana Malstoff. She is <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. I love her. I know you'll love getting to know her. Uh, And I'm going to warn you, (laughs) Uh, you'll be giggling and laughing as you go because that's how she is. She just has that aura of her that just makes you laugh, that makes you smile. And uh, she will definitely bring out the laughing out of you. So that is a a wrap for today. I want to thank Cindy for joining us, for sharing her story, for sharing all those nuggets. Uh, You can uh, check out the show notes on where to find her over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 107. Don't forget to share this podcast, continue sharing it. I'd be so ever grateful. The more we share, the more we can help others, the more you, because here's the thing, you as well can help each other. It's not about my knowledge. It's about our collective knowledge. It's our, our collective experiences. That's how this community can become stronger. So definitely share this podcast, share the community. If you have not joined our community, I encourage you to join us over at jenhemphill.com forward slash community. So thanks so much for joining me today. And I will chat again with you next Thursday. Thursday.